George Michael Perez, aka G Mikey. I already know what it is, baby. Back with another episode of the Jeep Perspective. Before we get into it, please follow me on my socials at George Mike Perez on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube at G Mike Media underscore. The podcast, the audio version itself, is available on, on all podcast platforms and the video version on YouTube and Rumble. This episode bringing back Two guests, Nick Wilkins and Dickie Moss, from the previous episode to talk about Game 6 result and then the Game 7 predictions for the Miami Heat and the Boston Celtics. And then see who would match up better against the Denver Nuggets for the NBA Finals. And star wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins has been released from the Arizona Cardinals. And we talk about which teams would be the best fit for him this upcoming season. So stay tuned, please like, subscribe, leave some comments, and let's get it. My boys, Nick and Dickie, how y'all doing, man? What's up, man? We are here again. We back, baby. You know what I'm saying? Another we are one. Back. I love Ooh, the Tyler Hero right jersey. Oh, yeah, yeah, facts. My broken, I'm on my, bro- my hand is broken. Oh, yeah, I, I mean, I, <laughs> I wanted I wanted to throw on my heat shirt, but I was like, I don't want to give them no bad juju. <laughs> I'm gonna let Jimmy do his thing. I don't want to. Yeah, mine, mine's right there in the corner, hanging after I ironed it. <laughs> I know, you know what I'm saying? I know I said, George. Is, it on hey, I know George. George ironed this shit. Had some chicken bones around it with the little <laughs> handle with the Jesus and Saint Mary on it. Yo, please, Jesus, Jesus, please. This man said chicken bones, boy. <laughs> sacrifices oh, of chickens over here, man. God damn, oh, man. Funny, man. Ladies and gentlemen, the situation that we're in right now is the Miami Miami Heat and the Boston Celtics are going to game seven after the Heat Mm. were up 3-0 in this series. And the Boston Celtics have tied it to 3-3. And then game seven, what an ending to game seven. Guys, real quick, like I was telling you earlier, man, yesterday was not a good day for me, bro. After the high emotions that was going on in those last few minutes of that game, was just intense, bro. Intense. I went from cheering loud as fuck, about to lose my voice, Same. to sitting in my chair, staring at the screen for five minutes, thinking about <laughs> if I should break my fucking computer or not. <laughs> and my girl got it all on video. <laughs> she was like, you know what? I'm going to delete this. <laughs> oh, she, wa- man. <laughs> she wanted a happy reaction. Dang. She got, she exactly. got, <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So, Derek White gets the game winner for the Boston Celtics in mm-hmm. literally 0.2 seconds left on the clock to give Boston Celtics the third win of this series to go back home and play game seven in their crib. Oh, you heard my emotions, but I want to hear what y'all were going through. Dickie, I'll start with you first. Uh, again, a mixed bag for me because before the series run the tape back. I had Miami in seven. So I had been really holding surge. Even when Miami went up 3-0, I said, but damn, my pick is not looking good at all, my boy. But we're here now. Um, Again, I'm not a Miami Heat fan. You know, I just, you know, love the jerseys. You feel me? So I can't, you know, I don't, I wasn't feeling as much emotional strain as George because at this time when my team is not competing, I just love good basketball. You feel me? And Same. boy, was it a roller coaster of emotions. To tell you the truth, that first off, how the Heat even fought back in that fourth series, I think they were down nine with like three and a half minutes left to go, something like that. So I was just like, oh, man, it's not looking good. The Heat fight back. And then for Jimmy, Jimmy cold-blooded Butler to knock those free throws down. Man, listen, Jimmy, this whole entire playoff run, regardless of what happens tonight, Jimmy has he had my respect before, but now he really has my respect because you just can't. The man is a hooper. The man hoops. So, again, roller coaster of emotions. That ended. I ain't gonna lie. I didn't think that one that Derek White had got it off. I thought it was a great look from Marcus Smart to tell you the truth. The Heat they denied Jason. T- 
It yeah, was winning. They denied they yeah. denied Jason Tatum. Rob so I'm like, so I was like, damn, okay, exceptional defense. Marcus Smart takes the shot. I'm like, that looks good. And then it rims out. And then the last second, again, I when uh when I first initially watching it, you know, on broadcast, I got I thought, I really thought they called a loose ball foul, honestly, because you saw how Struess fell or whatever, and then Derek White was halfway in the stands as well. I thought they called a loose ball foul. And I was like, no don't do it like that please and it was a tipping so i was like oh my goodness game seven here we come you feel me nick it was definitely a roller coaster i mean last time we hopped on the pod i said heat and six and i was ready for that to be true i was ready for it especially after jimmy hit the free throws and I thought there was like two, a little bit over two seconds left, but they they moved it three, showing where they fouled him or whatever. It should have been two point seven. It, it should have been. Not, I'm not the type to. It should have been. Yeah, no, and shit like that. So I'm not. That gonna one's say a that, tough one. But that one's a tough one because they do that every time. The NBA always does that. They always correct it to where they fouled him, and they started very early in the foul because. I guess that's just what they hit. What well, they it did, was because so. Missoula called the timeout. That's why they were able to review it. That's a, that's why they went back and they reviewed it because he called. Well, that they timeout. usually review it, don't they? They usually well, review no, they, they reviewed it because it was a foul call. So they had yeah. to see what they had to see what and type the, of foul it was, and then they realized, oh shit, it's not two point, it's not two shots, it's three shots. Well, I thought mm-hmm. what because I thought he challenged it because he had the timeout left. Because I mean, I, well, he, he just challenged it to challenge it. Timeout. Yeah, in fact, I again, I, I don't know, but go smart move on his part. But, oh, for sure. I mean, I, I mean, in that situation, I mean that you don't really have anything to lose with three seconds left. But, oh yeah, and um, if you have a challenge but, left, might as well. Yeah, 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 you might as well take it. So well. it, it was, it was pretty expected for him to do that, and it, it ended up working, obviously. And when Marcus Smart put that shot up. I, I was thinking the same thing. Like, I was like, that, that does look good. It rimmed out as soon as Derek White put that up. I was like, they lost. I knew. I saw it. I saw it right Dude, I saw out it too, man. immediately, bro. I did. I watched it. I was like, I don't even need to see the replay. I really yeah. don't. <laughs> I don't need to see the replay. I was sick immediately. And I'm not a Miami Heat fan like you, George. But in these playoffs, I kind of am. <laughs> I practically grew up in Florida, so I I do like the Heat as a team anyway. So I was rooting for them in this game. Gotcha. And I was hurt. Also, I had Heat in six, so I was hoping that that would go. <laughs> but my dreams were defiled. And I do think Celtics get game seven, sadly. All right, so I said it last time on the pod, and I, I, I still yeah. believe it. Yeah, before we continue with that let's talk about that last <laughs> play still so Derek White inbounds the ball gives it to Marcus Smart he gets a good shot off which again like we said and we thought it was gonna go in I thought that shit was going in that shit was, was a good, good it was a good shot it mm-hmm. rims out Max Struess what the fuck were you doing what the fuck were you doing Max Struess I get it you know, you're running behind Derek White, but once he inbounds the ball, you got to box him out from the get. Why is he getting close to the basket? <laughs> I don't get it. I don't get it. Tell me, Dickie. Because, because uh, again, and I, and I know it's easy. It's easy to look at the play and look at Max oh, Struess. Okay. But if I listen to Eric Spolster post game, right, and he said the reason why Max Struess didn't necessarily box out him is because his assignment was the ball denial of Jason Tatum. So if you look, that's okay, why. Wait, really wait, wait, wait. Let me stop you there. Let me stop you there. The ball denial of Jason Tatum. Got you. Jason Tatum was on the other side of the fucking court. He would have grabbed that rebound and put it back up, and they still would have won because Jason Tatum wasn't boxed out. So, Struce, what the fuck? I ask you again, what the fuck were you doing? He was doing his job, and I know it's easy to go. Oh! Hindsight, hindsight, oh. hindsight. I'm sorry, you got a box, Derek White out. I know, Derek White. Derek White. I'm, I'm sorry, think. I'm sorry, Dicky. I'm a listener. Yeah, to you. I'm I just, get I'm just... No, 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 I get it. I get it, and it's it is it's easy to look at it like that. Oh, but man. listen, I can't get on Max Struess too tough because he was doing what he's supposed to do. But you're right. 
I mean, you no, just there, got there was something. a lot of fault in that game. It was, that a, it was a lot going on. We're going to continue to talk about going. it, but I'm just saying right then and there, right? Yeah. I, I get what you're saying. Give the yeah, ball down right. to Jason Tatum. And I understand that 100%. You don't want Jason Tatum taking that last shot. Like, at, at all. all. If anybody all. else, if it's Marcus Smart taking the shot, we're, we're going to live well, with that I'll shit. take that. You know what for I'm sure. saying? For but sure. If your assignment, like you're saying, if your assignment is to ball deny Jason Tatum, then why the hell was Jason Tatum still active on getting that rebound and putting that shot up? Because, again, like we said before, we got on on the record on this podcast. If the ball went the other way, Jason Tatum would have rebounded and put it back up too. Then I, I mean, I then I got I got to look at your big man. What's up with what's Moon up with the Nigerian nightmare? I mean, Bam was boxed Bam, out. Bam boxed out Jalen Brown at the free throw line. Yeah, free throw. But no one was boxed out in the paint. No one was boxed by out in the, the paint. We were, all, no we were all by the three point line. All of our players were by the three-point line, except for Struz, that he was running behind Derek White. Again, if you got caught lacking, he got caught lacking. No lie, he got no lie. Lacking. Because he got he, caught. He, the the inbound man, as soon as he inbounds the ball, you gotta box him out. You know the shot's gonna he go broke. up. The he other, went immediately. Derek the White other, sprinted exactly because no one was <laughs> boxing him out. Because no, no one was he ran right to the rim. Why, like? <laughs> It's tough. That's a rough it's way tough, to go. It's, tough. it's a rough it's tough. way to go. But, okay, a lot, so, there's a lot of things going on, but I do got to give Derek yes. White props for attacking the rim and being one of the shortest players, if not the shortest player on the court, to throw it right back up in there. No, I give him props that too, bro. He, 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 he was just that's, – That's so impressive. He that, was going but, straight for the ball, bro. Straight happened. for the ball. He was like, yo, yeah. no one's boxing me out. Yo, I'm going right. for that ball if he misses, bro. Yeah. I'm going exactly that, for that ball. He learned that in San Antonio. <laughs> the other things that went wrong too, Jimmy Butler five for twenty one, Bam Adebayo four for sixteen, Gabe yeah, Vincent right six for eighteen. The only man that came to play was Caleb Morton was seven out of thirteen Cooper. shot attempts, four for eight in threes, twenty one points, fifteen rebounds, that fifteen rebounds. That man was hooping. No, that he was, was Caleb Martin was hooping. He he did not want to go home. Nope. I mean, excuse me. He didn't want to go. He back didn't. To he didn't want to. Yeah, he I wouldn't have either. Like, like I me, said let in me the ask last you. podcast, man. They sh- six. You want it in six? Don't go back to TD. Not for game seven. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, George. You were about let, to talk. No, no, no. I was just gonna ask y'all, and whoever wants to answer it first can answer it first. But when you were watching the game, because other people have mentioned this to me, and I thought about it a little, but then I'm like, nah. Motherfucker's a dog. He wouldn't do that. But did Jimmy look complacent when it came to shooting the ball? Uh, I mean, uh, I'll go first. Um, I'm go gonna say no. I mean, I thought, I thought Jimmy was doing what you know what Jimmy does. I mean, in my opinion, again, I I really thought the game was over with the three minutes left, and Jimmy was still fighting. You know, which mm-hmm. is of course what you want to see. Um, like I said, he wasn't hitting his shots. Um, if I'm gonna be real with you, bro, if you really look at the first three games and the last three games, especially for the Miami Heat, it's like a complete, you know, 360 because you guys were I'm talking about making everything in that first those first three games. You guys were shooting like over 60% from the three. And then in the last three games, it seems like you guys kind of came back down to the norm. And it just seems like when the Heat aren't hitting their threes, it's kind of like the old Golden State. Back in their heyday, like when they're not hitting threes and they're not shutting the crowd up or their fans are like up and so it's like it it gets tough and it's like they don't want to play defense and stuff like that. And, you know, you have two guys on the other side. Because let's be honest, Jalen Brown played probably his best game of the series so far yesterday. So, I mean, I don't think Jimmy was complacent. I would never put that on Jimmy. Jimmy's a dog. I feel like he's always going to fight constantly gonna fight he just didn't make some shots yesterday that he usually makes you know what i'm saying so i, I wouldn't say that I-, I couldn't put that on jimmy i agree um i think he was taking jimmy-esque shots whether it was a one-on-one or actually a pretty open shot but just wasn't falling and sometimes that happens and the biggest thing for me in the series is i think they i think in game four they were just lazy they didn't want it that bad 
and it showed. I mean, Jimmy was on the bench smiling when they were pretty much lost, and the the Celtics wanted that one, and I think they rolled the momentum from game four into game five, and then that's when you start seeing the heels slipping. That's when you start seeing the heat like, oh, I don't know, and then they, they win game five, and they go into game six, and they win. And now he's really on the heels. So I think I I thought it was the Celtics wanting it more in game four and five, and it just flipped the momentum. And going into game seven, they're going to have to have a different mindset. And Bam has to be more aggressive too. And the shots, the shots he was taking were a little rough. That's what I, I think his shot selection was worse than Jimmy's, in my opinion. When he gets that rebound, when he got blocked by Al Horford, when he gets that rebound, he didn't take a dribble. He didn't bump him. He didn't go to the rim. He went straight up on Al Horford, right off the jump. Got the rebound, went straight back up, and got sent back. Because that is not, what are you doing? Drop the ball, put a shoulder in him, and go up for a lay. Like, that's that's way too easy for Al Horford. And it's like those type of plays. It's like too, it's hesitant. It's like, I got the ball, I'm going to just go right back up. You know what I mean? And I feel like that's from the momentum switching. And it's going to be tough in game seven for them to gain back the momentum in TD Garden. Yeah. But before, before you go, George, I just want to say another thing that, you know, I think a lot of people might overlook is really the the absence of Gabe Vincent in game, in game five. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like, that's I, true. you know, I kind of, you know, at first I was thinking like, damn, like, you know, is Gabe Vincent going to – I feel like the Heat are so next man up. But I really saw a, a change in the dynamic of the offense when Gabe Vincent wasn't on the floor. I mean, I kind of attested mm-hmm. to, like, a CP3 when he was on those Clippers and those Houston teams when he got hurt. Like, you see how the offense changes when you don't have somebody that can run the floor and really facilitate. Not saying that, like, Kayla Martin can't – Kyle Lowry is great at that, but obviously – And his perimeter older. Shooting. Yeah, he's a much older player now, so it's like it's a little tough for him. He's better more off the bench as a spark. And it's like that's what I was really looking at. Like, damn, like the Heat offense is kind of, you know, without Gabe Vincent, which, you know, before, let's be honest, you know, a lot – there's not really – there weren't – before these playoffs started, not a lot of people knew those household – excuse me, were household names like Gabe Vincent, Caleb Martin, Max Struess, those type of guys on the Miami Heat, you know, they're just – People just thought they were roster spots, but now they've actually played up to their, you know, whatever. So I think that's another thing, like that game five without Gabe Vincent. I mean, very small, you know, in the grand scheme of things they might look, but I thought that was that was really big for you guys. But, you know, we'll see. You know, I'm sure he's playing tonight. He got to play. I mean, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, they they have tonight. the offense has been stagnant without Vincent. And right. with Kyle Lowry bringing the ball up the floor, they can kind of press off the perimeter as much because they – the way Vincent was shooting in the beginning of the series, yeah. they had to press him immediately. Of course. Yeah. So, like like he would cross half court and once he got like past the logo, they were on him. So and that just opens up the floor tremendously for guys like Bam in the paint. So yeah, that's a that's a really good point. Yeah, I wanna apologize uh to the fans out there because I said that Kyle Lowry was gonna be the focal point to our team on why we'll win this series. And he has just like threw that in the gutter and made me look like a jackass on a live zoom YouTube TV. Uh, He has not shown up this series in that game that you're talking about that game. Vincent was out in game five. We were supposed to weigh on him heavy. Mm -hmm. We thought Mm -hmm. he was going to come out and show that championship DNA and give our team that spark that we need with Vincent out, and he just didn't do so. And I think the the real problem with that is is the fact that when he comes down the floor, he he's not patient. I feel like he's too rushed and everything, and that's what I love I about Gabe Vincent. He'll come, he'll like, all right, set the screen, boom, go off the screen. Is it there? No, it's not there. Mm-hmm. Pass it. Can I pass it to the guy cutting? No, it's not there. Let me pass it out to the three. Let's get another play going, this and that. I feel like Kyle Lowry, he tries to force so many things in so many different situations that it just messes us up, and that's why we have been getting 10-plus turnovers in these games that we have lost in this series. Like, it's just going downhill with rushing the offense. 
I don't think we need to rush the offense as much. What we need to do is do a lot of ball movement because, like you said, next man up. Everybody that is out there on the court can either score the ball or play amazing defense. So if you're not getting a good good shot off, all right, our transition defense is going to get back. We're going to be able to set up our defense. But if we're able to make shots with, with the ball movement, then we don't really have to worry about that. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. Just talk, no, bro. Just talk, bro. <laughs> say, no, well, I wanted to. They're raising his hand. Hold on. I wanted uh, to let you finish. Yes, Mr. No, I was, I'm good. I'm good. Like, I want to let you finish, but I really want to piggyback off what you just said. And I want to and I want to say, I don't want this person to get a pass in this suit. And that's your man. It's Bam Adebayo. You feel me? Bam Adebayo made second team all defense. You feel what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And we know what we we know what Bam can do offensively, and we know what he can do defensively. On some nights, when you just don't have it, you know, offensively or whatever, then you have to make your impact felt on the defensive side of the ball. For example, uh, like a Jaron Jackson Jr. Obviously, we know who gets those shots in Memphis with Ja, with Bain, you know, those type of guys. But when Jaron Jackson, when he's not getting the ball or whatever, what, what he makes his impact felt on the defensive side of the ball. And I think that's what Bam has to do. Bam is the sole anchor of your defense. Let's be honest. You guys don't really have a huge, you know, like a twin towers or whatever the case might be. You don't. It's Bam. And he has to set that precedence. You feel me? And like I said, if he's not going to do it offensively, if you're going to say, hey, I'm going to let my other guys work, but this paint, this is my fucking paint tonight. You feel me? There's nothing, whatever. Then then that's, then that's what you have to do. In my opinion, Bam has to have that mentality. That, Look, nothing down in the paint. We're going to turn them motherfuckers into a jump shooting team. You feel me? Because nobody's coming inside. You need that, that thing. And I think, you know, obviously you'll learn that again you know bam is you know i think he's finally coming into his own but what i'm saying he is a key piece you guys need bam you know what i'm saying so he just has to have that mentality and i think he will you know i think maybe ud and you know spo will probably you know like nudge like look man you know what i'm saying look at some old shack highlights from back in 06 you know when he would again obviously d wade is the focal point but listen shack says look I'm going to, I'm an older player, but you know, I'm going to anchor this defense and really help D Wade out on that side of the ball and let him kind of do his thing. So I think that's, that's just something that Bam has to do. You know, Bam is very important to this series. So who knows? I think, you know, Bam is going to be that key tonight because I think Jimmy will do Jimmy things. The rest of your guys will do their stuff, but I think Bam, he's going to have to have one of them games, man. All right. So let's, let's, um, I agree. Let's, let's talk about, um, well, we'll move on after this, but let's talk about who, what each team needs to do to get this game seven win tonight. We'll start off with the Boston Celtics, then go to the Miami Heat, or whatever, whatever you want, whatever, whatever way you want, whatever comes to mind. But uh, Nick, I'll go with you first. For the Celtics to get the win, I mean, I say feed off the crowd, and whoever yeah. is hooping, get them the ball. If it's Jalen Brown, if it's JT, if one of them starts hitting, just feed them. Just feed them until the hot hand is gone. That's And move the ball around so it's not just ISO play like they did in the first three games. They've been moving the ball around a lot more in the back half of this series. And I think just feeding off the crowd and the energy that they're going to give you in this game seven is that's what they'll need to do to get kind of Miami to feel a little out of place and hesitant and when Kyle Lowry's bringing up the ball, trying to rush, you know what I mean? And the that type of environment and that type of crowd will definitely do that if they get the right momentum going. So I think that's what the Celtics got to do is feed off the crowd and get your shooters shooting and feed off the hot hand. What about what uh, about for um for Miami? Yeah, for Miami. My, for Miami, I think Bam's got to step up. I agree with what Rich said. I, I thought he was spitting facts. Bam's got to step up on the defensive end if he's not there on the offensive end. If he if he can't get the shots that he wants, he can't get to the rim. He was hesitant on the offensive end. And if you're going to be hesitant, pass the ball up unless you got a good shot. If you don't got a good shot, pass the ball up. You don't need to be taking it and put all your effort into defense because we know that you can do that so well. You're the anchor, as Rich said. That's That's a fact. He's the anchor of that defense. And so if he's kind of like, I don't know where I'm at, then the whole defense is going to be like that. So 
I, I completely agree with what Rich said. That was I thought that was spot on. Um, so as far as Boston goes, if I'm gonna be honest with you, this is an empty to tank game. And what I mean by that, I'm talking about I just seen a 38-year-old LeBron James go 45, 46 minutes. You know what I'm saying? Barely. JT is gonna have to do that. JB too. Shit, mm-hmm. you're gonna have Boston is gonna have to do that. Exhaust all things because listen, this this is this is do or die. This is what you live for. These are the game sevens that you as a kid, you know, you're like, what you gotta empty the tank. And I think Boston, if they can just for them to win, like I said, they just have to continue to play the way that they have been playing, meaning what is okay, if your three's not falling, let me take it inside. You feel me? Feeding off JB and JC, the crowd, everything together. You gotta empty the tank. I mean, mm-hmm. if if Missoula even signals for JT to come out, I think he gotta look at him like, nah, I'm I'm in here because I wanna affect every part of this game every minute that I can. So from the Boston side, like I said, I think it's definitely an empty tank. We gotta give it all we got. Cause let's be honest, I mean, now, you know, it it, it is a lot of pressure. You feel me? Because you look at it from both sides, it's like, damn. We could, you know, we could make history. Boston Celtics, we could be on the right side of history. And for Miami, it's like, damn, you don't want to be on the wrong side of history. So let me switch to Miami. For them to get this, it has to be done on the defensive side of the ball, in my opinion. I really do like um when Miami was zoning it up at some times in game six. Um, you know, really, again, Boston is a is a jump shooting team. You might not think so, but they want to shoot. They want to shoot the three. Mm-hmm. They want to shoot the three. They don't have somebody that wants to go on the inside and bang and say Robert Williams is not is not that that guy. No, he takes, the, nah, he takes the open shots. It, exactly. He's not. Mm-hmm. He's not that guy or whatever. So you don't really have like an inside post presence like a Joel Embiid or you know Nikola Jokic can get in the. Mm-hmm. You don't have that. So they're a perimeter team. So treat them like that. You zone it up. You really kind of psychologically like, hey, we'll let you shoot. Go ahead. You want to shoot? Whatever. Now they can beat you. Like that, they can, you know, if they're hitting shots. But I think Miami, they have to do it on the defensive side of the ball because I think Jimmy is going to give you everything that he has. You feel me? Oh, so yeah. you're going to have to. I'm not. I'm not. You're, not worried about that. Listen, you're you're really gonna, <laughs> not you're really going to have to feed off that. You know, what I'm saying Jimmy's going to give you everything that you got. Again, bam, on the defensive side of the mm-hmm. ball. Listen, make make them motherfuckers. You know, say, listen, this is my paint. Ain't nothing mm-hmm. coming in because look mm-hmm. at when Al Horford. Be uh you know pack uh bam shot it's like yeah. you can see how like they affected some of the shots that he took later in mm-hmm. the thing because that's in the back it's all line. psychological how, yeah exactly that's how yep. sports is man that's why we love it so I would say defensive side of the ball for Miami Max. you gotta you know get that grit that 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 Miami that Heat mm-hmm. culture you know yeah. essentially is what, that's what they're gonna need is what it is they're gonna against need that, that crowd so. against that crowd because yes. you're not yeah they're not just playing the Boston Celtics they're playing that crowd too. Yeah, listen, in a game and, seven. And I, go ahead. In a game, yeah, in a game, in a game seven. seven. And I just in Boston. Say, look, listen, fuck, fuck all, fuck all the talking. Fuck, you feel me? Let's, <laughs> let's, fuck all the talking. Let's get it on the court. I don't want to see no, you know, no, 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 none of this. No pointing at Grant Williams or whatever. Listen, we here to handle business. You feel me? We'll do all of that shit after. You know what I mean? So that's that's what I'm I'm expecting to see from the Heat tonight. That defensive prowess just really making it difficult for Boston. So. Yeah, for Boston, man, this is this is the the hard thing about being like a sports fan and then being a sports analyst at the same time because you want to be biased, but then again, you got to be truthful to what you actually mm-hmm. what your knowledge entails. So for Boston, mm-hmm. I don't think they have to change much, bro. I think Boston's the better team, one hundred percent. I we we talked yeah. about this before. I think they're the better team defensively and offensively. Like I, I they're not better coached. They're not better coached. But their offense and defense, they're better. Talent just wise, players it's, in over. It's kind of not close. <laughs> yeah. Talent wise, it's kind of yeah, yeah. crazy. <laughs> but for Boston, I'll say two things. One, Boston cannot let their confidence go down when they're not making shots. Because when they don't make shots, they don't play defense. That's mm. the bad thing about mm-hmm. Boston. When they're making shots, they play amazing defense because their confidence is through the roof. That's one thing that cannot happen. If Miami is playing the perimeter, they switch to the zone and they start playing the perimeter tight and they're not making shots, they cannot let their confidence go down because the Miami is going to take it from them, 100%. Two, I think they need to get to the free throw line like they did last game and game 
uh, and game five. Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. Jalen Brown went for nine for 16 field goals. Jason Tatum went for eight for 22 in game six. But Jason Tatum had 15 for 15 free throws. And Jalen Brown had eight for 10. So this is why they ended up with 31 points and 26 points because of the free throws. Because if not, they would have been under 15. So if they're going to the line a lot and they're getting these free throw attempts, that's another way that they're going to win 100%. So if they stick to, to those two things and just like how you guys said, one, feeding in with the crowd, 100%. They feed in with the crowd. They, the crowd. Dude, they, they, there's, no, there's no losing for them. If they're feeding off that crowd and they're playing the way that they're supposed to be playing, there's no losing. Mm-hmm. It's just as simple as that. For the Boston Celtics, it's as simple as that. Mm-hmm. Like I said, they're the better team. But Miami is dogs. But there's three things that I got to say that Miami needs to do. One, we cannot have 15-plus turnovers. This is why we've lost all the games in this series, because of the turnovers. And each game, we've had nine-plus turnovers in the first half. You know what that is? You're giving the other team so much momentum in that first half. The second half, you come out, you're like, damn, now we got to play from under. We got to play from 15 points, 10 points, 5 points. When you limit those turnovers and we protect the ball like we have been all season and all playoffs, because that's the way that we play, we get to win. Mm-hmm. Right. Second, going off of what you said, Dickie and, and Nick, Bam, you got to come to play. You got to come to play, not only on defense. Yes, you're the defensive anchor of our team. We rely on you. But you need to come on offense, man. You got to play strong. You're playing against a dinosaur and Al Horford when you could body him up and take him That's to what the I'm rack saying. every single time. That's what I'm saying. Every Drop single the time. Show. Put him down. I he get can back down, Al's. He can back down, out All day. Me. All day. All day. That's all there day. all day. It I really I, I like out and his defense, but Bam is younger, stronger, faster, faster, younger. Yes. I think he's probably taller than him. <laughs> yeah, he probably I mean, has uh, way more vert than him. I think I'll, like, and Bam is dark skin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He got to come to play every single, every single time Bam scores 20 or more points, we win. Simple as that. We win. Bam, you come out playing so aggressive, bro. <laughs> Yo, Take it we, to could the win. we could win the game, bro. We could win the game. And the third thing that I'm going to say is that we got to come with that underdog mentality once again, bro. We were mm-hmm. up 3-0, and we just let it slip away mm-hmm. because we I'm didn't saying. have the underdog mentality no more. Mm-hmm. We were just like, yo, you know Fit. what? We're up 3 zip. Whatever. We could lose one. We're straight. Mm-hmm. Oh, damn. We lose the second one at home. Damn. Now mm-hmm. our marks are against the wall. Now now people really think that the Boston Celtics are going to make history and be the first team ever to come back from 3-0 in a playoff series. Man, fuck that. Hello. Underdog mentality. You got to have that shit from the get-go, bro. It's going to be tough. For Miami, 100%, bro, I think the fucking Celtics... He got a sense of rich. ...are going <laughs> to... I think the Celtics are going to make history, bro. But I got to go with the Miami fucking Heat, and I got to be fucking biased, and we're going to take this game That's seven. a fact. That's a fact. Hey, I'm game still going with what I said. Talk I'm, shit, dog dog enjoys, <laughs> but hey, I'm going with my pick. I'm, a, I'm sad about seven, it. Man. I'm sad uh, about it. I'll be rooting seven. for the Heat. I'll, I'll be happy if I'm wrong. I'll be happy Miami if I'm wrong. In seven. I'll be happy if I'm young. wrong. Crazy, crazy, crazy. That's how I. But how yeah, I feel. Whoever wins goes up against the Denver Nuggets next. Mm-hmm. The Denver Nuggets have been playing out of state, out of mind this season. Nigga, they been playing? Off. I feel like they've been off. <laughs> no, no, no. They, they, they're, they're already in Cancun. They got to come back. <laughs> they they go golfing back. right now, bro. Hey, niggas, <laughs> niggas went on vacation before the finals, nigga. <laughs> like, the Denver Nuggets swept the Los Angeles Lakers last week. Yeah. <laughs> 4-0. Um, yep. There's not really much to say on this, you know, but um, I just want to know from you guys. One, we'll start off with the MVP conversation because people keep saying that since how Jokic has been playing, he should be named NBA MVP. But remember, it's a regular season award. But yeah. 
due to the fact of how he's been playing and he's taking his team to, to the NBA Finals, not alone, but mm-hmm. he's taking his team to the NBA Finals, should Joel Embiid be revoked of his NBA MVP and it sh- should it be given to Jokic? <coughs> you go uh, ahead first. You can go first. Uh, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say no. Uh, I like I like Nikola Jokic and um and Joel Embiid, but again, at the end of the day, it's a regular season award. You're talking about from game one to game 82, and in my opinion, I think Joker would have won won it without that last I would say three to four weeks. Yeah, that last three mm-hmm. to four weeks of the season. If you really saw it, in my opinion, I think that's when the whole like conversation about Denver kind of changed because I mean let's be honest we're real basketball fans Denver has been a top team for the last couple years it's not like Mm -hmm. we're seeing anything new we've seen Denver but they were so dominant the entire year and then that last month they just kind of tailed off in my opinion they kind of got that you know like what the Warriors used to do like you know listen Mm -hmm. we're a top team we're good we're cruising into (laughs) excuse me we're cruising into the postseason and stuff like that. And that's just mm-hmm. what happens. And I think people are counting them out because one, they necessarily haven't been here before. This is their deepest playoff run we've seen with this core group. But no one is surprised. I don't think Joker should have won MVP. In my opinion, I thought Giannis should have got MVP over Embiid and Jokic. But Joel Embiid won the MVP. You know, at the end of the day, who cares? Nikola Jokic looks like the type of me. He doesn't give a fuck. He doesn't care. You know what I'm saying? Whether he wins that or whether. And I think he would have been just fine if Jamal Murray would have got the Magic Johnson Western Conference player um, MVP. So yeah, he just want to win. For sure. mm-hmm. Exactly. He he just he knows he knows what it's about. He knows it's a bigger goal. And obviously he's the type. He has the uh, personality where he's not going to, you know, say this or say that. The man just hoops. And that's what mm-hmm. he does. But no, there's no way he sh- the MVP should be. No, Joel Embiid, he earned it. Listen, that's what the voters thought, regardless of whoever. But, you know, it's for the entire season. It's not just, oh, I play 55 games or I play 65 games. No, it's 1 to 82. How were you in that stretch? And, you know, that's no, definitely not. I, yeah, I, I completely agree. For Jokic, go, go in the finals, MVP. Yeah. Forget that. You got two MVPs at Facts. home. Go get another award. I ain't talking about mm-hmm. no revoking. <laughs> next nah, next Joel, question next question Joel just got his first man and it looked like that was his goal for the season but <laughs> yeah, yeah not gonna lie after they went out it looked like he ain't care he went from crying against Toronto to good job good game good game <laughs> in game seven that in a 3-1 they had 3-1 lead and that was how I don't know. That whole thing was weird to me. I thought Joel looked like he it looked like he had the script and he knew that was about to happen because he like did not care after that game at all. But no, I don't. I don't think it should be. That boy trying to be out of there. That's what he got. It's something. Something was off. So um, that's a whole different situation. But yeah, Jokic, go win the finals MVP. Go get that. You got two MVPs at home. You don't want another one. Forget all that. You want that finals MVP. You want a finals. You want a ring. Go get that ring. Right. I don't care about Facts. it. My, my, my whole thing is, right, like, because obviously when it comes to fans and stuff, you're not going to really listen to what they say. But when it comes to, like, these analysts and broadcasters on TV, they, they actually have votes for, for these awards, for these players mm-hmm. and stuff. So my thing is, is if these people – broadcasters and analysts, if they're complaining about like, oh, you know, Joker should have been MVP because look at the way he's playing right now and, and Joel Embiid didn't really get his team anywhere or whatever, it's like, then why don't we just change all of it to the whole damn season, preseason, sure. regular season, postseason, and then you do the awards? Because if you're just going to do it off a of regular season, then stop bitching and complaining about Everyone's how a person is going to play mm-hmm. in the postseason. No, like, that's, that's it. It's that already done. Stop mm-hmm. stop complaining about it. Like, in this, in the regular season, like last year, I thought Joel B should have won it last year. I agree. Don't don't I get agree. me wrong. Jokic was playing outstanding. And I never mm-hmm. take that away from him because he always plays outstanding. But the thing is, is that I felt like Joel B got his team to a higher seed. He was a scoring champion. He's a two-way player. Jokic is not. And he's doing all these things to get his team dubs while Jokic is too. I'm not taking that away from him. But I think Joel Embiid should have won it last year. 
But mm-hmm. now if we're talking about, oh, look at the way that Joker's playing in the postseason, then might as well just put preseason, regular season, postseason together and then give the awards. Like, stop or the separate it. No. Or separate. You could have the MVP as the regular season and all the regular season awards, and then you have playoff awards. You could do something like that. No, nah, no. Nah, I, I I mean, they're no already issue. doing Western Conference MVP yeah, and stuff like that. But I, mean, that's, I meant, that's like, whatever. if they were going to split it, because there's a always when playoffs come around, this conversation always comes back. That up. that's why that's why I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, I see it what you're saying. They're always complaining about it, but it's mm-hmm. like okay, so you either you, you guys do? either you guys don't understand that it's about the regular season, or you guys yeah. want all, the whole thing together and then give the awards. It's yeah, one of those. That, that's complete bullshit. Because then then look at players like Jimmy Butler. You know what I'm saying? Regular mm-hmm. season, Jimmy. First off. I don't, know how, I don't know how Jimmy made second team all NBA and he didn't even make the all-star team. But, you know, look at stuff like <laughs> you that. You know why. Did it, you know why. Like, did, the did voting it, was make, after. Listen, did the it voting was up, after. Did, the voting you know, was after. Make, they just watched him drop 56 on Milwaukee. They couldn't not yeah, vote for Listen, they, 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 they did. You know what I'm saying? Like, so you look at stuff like that. Like, in my opinion, as a player, when it comes to the postseason, I think you're supposed to elevate your game. Like, you know, your game is here. And then it elevates in the postseason, you know, which is why we've had, you know, convos about like James Harden and stuff like that. But I'm just saying like the regular season and the postseason are two completely different things because you can be one person in the regular season and be another person in the postseason. So, no, do not combine them. The regular season is the regular season. That's what it's for is the regular season, you know, all of that stuff. Then you also have the postseason, you know, the postseason is a completely different animal. We've seen things happen and things not happen in the postseason. No, do not combine them. Just keep it how it is, you know, and and all that stuff, and and we're we're fine, you know. Just stop need to... complaining about yeah. how a player plays in the postseason and in their regular season. So just stop. Annoying. Just, just, just realize that it's two different seasons. Just There's stop. eighty-two two games. Different, <laughs> different things. Yeah, exactly. You're judging eighty-two games versus, yeah. you know, for example, I mean. In order to win a championship, you have to win 16 games in the playoffs. But if we extrapolate that over, like, maybe seven games, so you're talking about, like, 30 games, you know, at most. You know, mm-hmm. so you're talking about 82 and then 30. Like, it's two completely different things, man. I, I'm not I'm not jacking it. You don't have to put them together. So, for for Denver right now, first mm-hmm. time they go to the NBA Finals ever, to the franchise, okay. congrats to them. Right now, whoever wins game seven tonight, they play, obviously – who would be the better matchup for Denver, Miami or Boston? Pretty sure we all have the same answer, but. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Go ahead, Rich. Go ahead, Rich. I mean, and, it, and you know what's so terrible is because I've been disrespecting Miami since the postseason had started, and I'm going to do it again, and I'm going to say Boston. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry. Listen, I'm sorry. No, no disrespect. And do it again. Listen, I love those boys. <laughs> I love, I love Spo <laughs> and just that entire Heat culture. But you even said it yourself, George. Boston is a better team offensively, defensively. That's just what it is. Yeah. That's not, you know, that's not, you know, uh, you know, a, a false statement or whatever. We we understand that. But we just know how the Heat fight, and I just think it would be just so it'd be tough because first off this this whoever wins tonight is going to take so much out of you know whoever wins the eastern conference Mm -hmm. i mean denver is going to be now granted uh if boston wins they have home court over denver um obviously if miami won they would have to go to denver so i think that also plays you know a factor um that altitude in denver denver is completely you know, is completely different. But I would say Boston would be the better matchup just because I think those two, you have two, two against two, essentially, and then you have everybody else. And to me, that would be the most even, even thing. Can JT and JB match what Jamal Murray and Jokic do? Uh, that, And then you have your other pieces, you know, is Marcus Smart and Al Horford and, and Williams and Derek White, are they going to do what, MPJ and uh and um Bruce Brown and uh KCP are they gonna you know how are they gonna do that I think it'd be a really great series in my opinion if it was supposed to be Boston and Denver if it's Miami and Denver I don't know you feel me I'm just gonna I'm just gonna fall back on the heat culture and say that they're dogs they're gonna fight regardless 
and I would love to see them, you know, in the finals too. But, you know, I don't know. But Boston would be the better matchup to answer the question. In terms of competitiveness? I mean, I think in terms of, in terms of, if Denver played. The better series? Yeah, like what would be the better outcome of the series? What would be. Like a better series? Oh, yeah, yeah. So, so, okay, okay. So let me, let me rephrase the question because it, 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 could sound uh, confusing for Denver to to win. Who would be the better matchup? I'm pretty sure oh. you're gonna say Miami, but for the oh. series, yeah, I'm pretty that's, sure you that's would say where, Boston. Yeah, that's yeah. that's okay. that's how I would go. I was just yeah, trying yeah. to see because he he said that because I was understanding. I was thinking like who would be better for Denver to play, and then he started talking about. The Celtics, and I got confused. No, it's all good. It's all good. It's all good. I was like, "Did he really?" Gotcha. And then he started explaining. But yeah, yeah. No, yeah, I think I, we all. I think we all feel the same. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I would love to see Jimmy in another finals because he put he pours his heart out. But mm-hmm. I don't know if I want to see it get crushed again. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully, if the Heat do go, that it's a. It's a great series, and it, it hopefully it goes seven. But it's that's gonna be a tough matchup tough, for Miami. Tough, it's gonna tough, be a tough tough. matchup, just because Jokic is gonna tear it up in that paint unless Bam does something crazy. No, Bam's gonna Bam, oh, no, Bam, 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 Bam's gonna have to take some fucking adrenaline shot before you fucking matches up with him. Yeah, you can try to slow him down, but you're not stopping him. That's if really Bam gets so ten, if Bam gets ten fouls, if he's allowed ten fouls, then I think he. Yeah, word, <laughs> word. You know, you know what Bam should do? Take his shorts off and guard him like that. You know, what I'm saying ain't nobody gonna want to come inside. Man. Take your shorts off, man. Just. What's up? I'm here. Yeah. His balls <laughs> out. You fuck. feel me? <laughs> Listen, I ain't trying to get near that coach. I ain't trying to get near his balls, man. God damn. <laughs> coach, get me out the game. Get me out the game. <laughs> I can't with y'all. Uh, nah, yeah, definitely, bro. Denver, I think Denver wins automatically against. Yeah. Any I, I agree. Uh, I agree. But Yo, get, go get that finals MVP, man. Go get that finals MVP. Yeah. Jamal Murray, that nigga. Nah, for real. I was about to say, watch out for Murray because he's going to that trophy too. (laughs) Yeah, but next up, you know, um, DeAndre Hopkins released from the Arizona Cardinals. Wow. It it wasn't really super surprising, but when it happened, I was like, damn, they really pulled the trigger on it, you know? But DeAndre Hopkins, now he has been um, heard. He was on uh, that one. What's it called? Um, I am athlete podcast. He mm-hmm. was saying on who he would like to play with, mm-hmm. and we'll we'll go more into the depth of of what type of team he would want to play with. He was talking mm-hmm. about a team that has a quarterback that can control everything and know exactly what they're doing, a good front office that they're not switching around left and right like how it was in Houston and Arizona with the coaching and the front office, mm-hmm. and three that is a contender. So with those three things that you've heard from DeAndre Hopkins, which mm-hmm. team would be the better t- team to sign? Mm-hmm. I'll start. I'll start with Nick. The better team to sign him? Yeah. Which? Uh, wh- what team would be the best team for him to go to? Kansas City, man. They just won the bowl. <laughs> they just won it all. He trying uh, to go to KC, go to the best quarterback in the league. It's not an argument in my eyes. Mahomes, best quarterback in the league. He finally gets to play with a good quarterback in a good system because he played with a good quarterback in Deshaun Watson, but it was in a horrific system. Finally got up out of there and then got with Kyler Murray, and we see how that went. It was just kind of a dumpster fire, and no one knew what was going on. And so if D-Hop can get with either way, like Josh Allen or Mahomes, if D-Hop and Mahomes – team up the league is going to be on notice because <laughs> Mahomes just won the Super Bowl with Juju as his wide receiver one so if he's got Travis Kelsey and D-Hop to throw to I don't know how you stop them in the red zone like really 
I know because Mahomes is going to figure out how to get it to one of those. I don't know how defense are going to try to defend that. Uh, <laughs> that's that'll be the craziest one-two punch in the league, in my opinion. If D Hop goes to the Kansas City Chiefs, because a lot of people say D Hop's washed. I, do not no, care I don't about see it. I do not, I do I don't not care see about that. none of no. that. That, uh, but people be saying he's washed. I don't know how or why or what they're watching, but I watched that man come back from a six game suspension after not talk pretty much not being with the team. And then he came back from the suspension, dropped a hundred yards in receiving in his first game back. And he looked like he didn't even know what the plays were. And then kept getting a hundred yard games with Colt McCoy as his quarterback. So yeah, no, nah, D hop's mm-hmm. not watched. I don't care what nobody says. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, uh, so <laughs> I'm gonna give two. I'm gonna give two answers real quick. Obviously, the first answer is completely biased, in my opinion. <laughs> I'm gonna say the Jacksonville Jaguars, and the reason I say what? that, no. the reason this is the reason <laughs> I say that. First, first and foremost, let me just say, uh, shame on you, NFL, because I was watching, reading some stuff yesterday, and they had the top ten projected offenses in the NFL next year, like this coming season, and the Jacksonville <laughs> Jaguars were not were not on it. So I was a little hurt by that, in my opinion. But this is my thing. I, from from D-Hop's point of view, I, at the end of the day, it's what does he want? Does he want to win or does he want to get paid? Like, let, let's be honest. That's, that's essentially what it comes down to. If you're going to a contending team, the money is not going to be as much mm-hmm. as you would like. Let's, let's just be honest. In Jacksonville, you might not necessarily look at us as a competing team, but – we did win the division last year. We did win one of probably the best playoff games we've seen in the last decade. You that know what I'm ridiculous. saying? Coming back. That comeback from, was ridiculous. Exactly. Coming back from 27 But I blame Coach. So, <clears throat> Go ahead. Yeah, in fact, 28-0. So, you know, so, that, so, that, so that's one. Again, we lost Marvin Jones Jr. He went back to his home. You know what I'm saying? He went back to I his home. I was so happy, bro. You know? I was so happy. Marvin, was, Marvin, Marvin should have never left. Went he back never to his left. home. Didn't understand Listen, that. We we got Calvin Ridley coming out, who I've been that reading, you know, grab. reports that he looks exceptional in camp. We still got Zay Jones. We still have mm-hmm. Evan Ingram. You know, we have ETN running out the backfield. I think if he were to come to Jacksonville, granted, obviously, people are going to be like, mm, well, you don't kind of want to mess up. But I think D-Hop, if he were to come to Jacksonville, he's the point in his career now where, again, he wants to win. He's a veteran presence in that locker room. He can really kind of help mold, you know, and at the end of the day, you can never have too many wide receivers you know what i'm saying maybe try try to you know have them in the slot and stuff like that you can put them out wide we can have a couple different packages wp can really cook up some stuff and like i said i think he could definitely help our offense you know oh 100 percent. but that's again my my personal bias and stuff like mm-hmm. that but if i'm looking at it objectively if he really wants to go to a contender somebody that can that can really win I mean, listen, I'm looking at, you know, Baltimore, you know, as a destination because, again, you know, exceptional Money might be an issue. Well, that's what I was going to say. If he does go to Baltimore, the mm-hmm. money is going to be very minimal, you know, mm-hmm. obviously. Um, but he has a great relationship with OBJ. Um, from what I know, you know, he's cool with cool with Lamar. They have a new offensive coordinator that really wants to be very mm-hmm. pass-friendly. And, you know, OBJ on one side, DeAndre Hopkins on the other side, I mean, you know that That's you can't huge. get much better than that. You still got Mark Andrews with, in the with Zay Jones lining up. Exactly, Zay Flowers. Zay Flowers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My fault. My fault. Zay Flowers. Yeah. So, so <laughs> we were I mean, talking about Zay Jones. It flew right out. <laughs> got you. Got you. Got you. So that's who I would look at as like on the contender side, and also another sneaky one that I, that I would just thought about just off the top of my head, the Chargers. And I know you say, well, they already have Keenan oh. Allen and Mike Williams, but let's be honest. Health has been an issue for both of those wide receivers, and they have the quarterback that can definitely get him the ball, you know, and, you know, their defense on paper, you know, looks good, even though it hasn't, you know, bode well for them the last couple of years, a lot of injuries and stuff. But mm-hmm. that would be a sneaky contender who I would look at and say if they got D-Hop, I would like, okay, you know what I'm saying? So it's all about what D-Hop wants. Does he want money or does he want to be a contender? Mm-hmm. But I love your Kansas City pick, though. Great pick. I mean, yeah, the Chargers was a good one too. Their wide receivers would be a basketball team. <laughs> like, yeah, actually, literally, literally. If you <laughs> went there, it'd be crazy. They gotta go start getting a league. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Yeah, so I had to step away because I got a phone call, but I'm pretty sure I got the gist of it that you think uh, DeAndre Hopkins would fit well in Jacksonville. Um, Jacksonville. I do like both I of those. Kansas, yeah, KC for sure. Top contender, 100%. I think Nigga, we be... can go on Kansas City. All three of us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's. I, if I was talking it. from a – if I'm taking it from a biased perspective, I want to see Lamar Jackson get as much weapons as possible. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No I mean, obviously, that. I would like to see him in Detroit, but I just don't see that happening. So I'd rather him go to the Baltimore. Yeah, I'm going to take it a different segue because, like, I agree. The number one contender would be the Kansas City Chiefs. If he wants to go and win now, I think Kansas City is at the top because I mm-hmm. in the AFC, I see Kansas City, then second, New York, and Miami right there. So, like, if he wants to – yeah, yeah. Over the Bills? They they, yeah, they jumping dude. Bills Hell and Bengals? Yeah. They Hell they yeah. jumping? Hell yeah. That's, with that oh, defense, all they needed was a plug-in quarterback. Oh, boy, Aaron Rodgers, that's, that's, that's all they need. That is a hot take. That's all they need. That's a hot take. But we'll stick with this. With the, with the wait, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I got to go back. <laughs> you, so you think Buffalo is going to be third in that division? Yeah. No. Mm. I, with Vaughn Miller coming back? Yeah, third, third. Wow. Third. Ooh. That's that, yeah. That's a hot take. Yep. Yep. Believe third, it or not, I'm third, taking Miami to win the AFC East next year. I'm taking Miami. Miami, Miami, third. and New York are gonna have that two of the top five defenses in the league. Yeah, this season, okay. I, I think Miami's Buffalo. Buffalo's like better. six or seven, like six mm. or seven. Buffalo, right there. Right, the AFC is so stacked. This is yeah, so it's but, disgusting. Have you seen? Do you ever see the the quarterback list? Like when they have them side by side of AFC and NFC, it looks like yeah. a joke. Yeah, no, <laughs> it's it's, it's crazy. But yeah, like, if it, if he wants to win now, <clears throat> Kansas City is the number one spot for him for mm-hmm. sure. I, I I think Jacksonville will feel would foot good with him. You got a young quarterback who is showing promising uh standard out there and he needs another receiver to actually like help him try to make some plays and stuff. I think that would be good too. Um I I also picked Baltimore because Baltimore, mm-hmm. like you said, they're, they're trying to be a pass first team, not a run mm-hmm. first team this year. And mm-hmm. giving Lamar Jackson more weapons to throw to. Yeah. So he's not he's not freaking under pressure every single time and just trying to throw it to one weapon, which is Mark Andrews. You know, mm-hmm. I think that would actually be good for them. But since you guys already picked that, I'll go with the route of him going. I'm not going to say going to the team with the most money, because right now I don't think any team has a lot of money to freaking like try to give him try to give him that bag if he wants that bag. But if he wants yeah. more Except money, <laughs> yeah, if he wants more money or not, <laughs> and if he wants more money or not and still wants to contend. I would say the New Orleans Saints. I, I would yeah. throw him out there. He got That's Michael Thomas out there. They still need another receiver or wide receiver. Chris Olave. To to... Yeah, yeah Olave is good. He could get a bag from he, New Orleans, too. Yeah, facts. Mm-hmm. I mean, not a super bag, but he could not get super, but... more money and... than he would with Baltimore KC and these other teams. And let's be honest, Derek Carr would arguably, I mean, depending on how you feel about Deshaun Watson, arguably be the best quarterback, I mean, he's pretty much had. I mean. No, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to disagree. I, like, I get what you're saying, but I'm saying <laughs> if nah. I take Deshaun Watson, wait, wait, now, you think their card is Deshaun, better than Colin Pryor? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think, I think their card. I mean, excuse me, hold on, let me, because I don't, I don't go want ahead. this clip go to go by. What I'm go saying, ahead. I need, to, I need Derek, more information. <laughs> to, to me, I mean, Kyle, I never thought of Kyler Murray as like an upper echelon quarterback. I, I thought either. he's more in that. You know, mid to kind of good range. Yeah, like, you know, between 12 and 15 or even at the 11th spot. I mean, something like that. Derek Carr is in that realm. He's the the good, you know, I'm saying the average to good can be really good sometimes. You know what I'm saying? Same thing with Dak. You know, those are uh, Kirk Cousins. Same thing. Those are like average quarterbacks that can play, you know, above. They're they're solid. They're solid starters. And I think. I just don't think Carr is better than Murray. I just don't think that. That's, I don't so think Carr is better than Watson. I, I understand. I, I think they're. <laughs> oh no, no, I, hell no, he's not better than no, Watson. But I think, <laughs> hold on, but I think said, I think you're I think you're saying that because of Kyler and Deshaun's one athletic ability and ability to get out of pressure. But if we're talking about throwing the football, I Deshaun. think they're all kind of 
You know, well, what I'm saying? I mean, Honestly. I mean, <laughs> I'm what, taking this shot. The thing is, the thing is that you have to put into effect their their ability to run okay. and everything because that takes away the pressure off defense. They're like, oh damn, you know, like I gotta play the run. Oh damn, now he's gonna throw mm-hmm. the ball. Now Hopkins is behind me. Oh damn, bomb. You know what I'm saying? So you gotta put that in. I know what you're saying, like when it comes to throwing True. the ball, but you gotta put that element in because it does affect the game. So and I understand if, if Carr if Carr throws average and Murray uh, Murray throws average, but Murray can run the ball and Carr just sits in the pocket. I'm going Murray. Okay, I, I listen. I, I get agree. it. I get it. Completely. I just look at guys like again, like like Tom Brady had much success with no type of athletic ability because he relies more on the mental and the pass. But is but is Derek? No, you're right. Again, I'm not there trying to compare. I'm not trying to compare Derek Carr to Tom Brady. It's not what I'm doing. What I'm saying is, I think I Derek Carr is a he's a solid it's quarterback. Not he's not he's not complete ass. And again, no, no, he's make not. No, he's I'm not, not saying he's not. complete yeah. ass. He's number yeah, three. Just, uh, I'm he's... taking from a passing perspective. I'm taking Deshaun Watson any day of the okay. week. That's fine. I, got you. I think he's number three in the NFC right now. You got who? Derek Carr. You oh. got Jalen Hurts. Yeah. Dak Prescott. Derek Carr. Yeah, I mean, I don't know anybody above compl- that. Like, honestly. Yeah, I, would, I wouldn't be completely mad at that. Unless you're going to um, say Jared Goff, but. I don't want to. I mean, it's not bad. It's not a bad pick. Jared Goff's not a bad pick. So you think. Uh, I mean, Carr, who's I better? Think, Carr? I think Carr, if you, Carr does the same thing if you plug him in in that offense. But if I, I'm young, I would take Matt Stafford over, over yeah. Dak and Carr. Yeah. But we don't I know what Stafford's going to look like. He's been yeah, a concussion yeah, I'm talking about this last upcoming season. season. It's, okay, okay. it's yeah, really the Tommy John tough. surgery. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's tough to measure what Stafford's going to be. I honestly, I want him to retire. I think he did his thing, got his ring. I think he should not risk any. to hang it up? With, yeah, I mean. Well, it was a Tommy John, right? That's what it was? Yeah, Tommy John. Yeah, I mean, and th- didn't he get no, two no, no, concussions no, too? No, no, Brock Purdy had the Tommy John. Sorry. Yeah, then he get he had John. concussion issues last season. Oh shit! Okay. Yeah, he had like two. I want to say two concussions last season. Oh. And I, yeah, and I I don't think he should play with that at all. I mean, if you got your ring, like, you know. True, but he wants to. I got know, a question. Unless how, he really how, feels like he gonna win. I, it, last but. thing, last thing before before we get out of here, because you know, I you just want to say, would you would you uh would you consider D Hop to San Francisco? You like that? Oh, I'd love that. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> they'd be I disgusted. I mean, D Hop. They're already disgusted. Put, yeah, <laughs> D Hop's one of those players you could put him anywhere. He's yeah, gonna you make could the put team him better. in any office. He's bro. gonna uh, make the team better him. because he'll open up other players and he'll get himself open. That man didn't Shit. even know the playbook the first game of the season last year. He did not know the playbook in week Shit. seven. And he went and off he had for 27 yards. fantasy points. I like, I like Seattle, crazy. too. Seattle getting D-Hop would be crazy, yeah. too. Oh. Yeah. He would, he'd tear it up in Seattle. Bro, there's a lot of teams that D-Hop can go to. There's now, a lot of just, teams. It's just on if he's going to want that pay cut or not. Because I think yeah, no matter right. what team he goes to, he's gonna take a pay cut. So he, yeah, he's gonna he have better to. be ready yeah. with that. Yeah, it's it's, it's okay. late in the season. People already have their rosters for the most part. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Obviously, barring injury in um training camp or anything like that. But yeah, I agree with you. If he goes to KC though, just know we're gonna have a Super Bowl rematch for sure. For sure, well, unless the like, fuck if, if, stay if everybody stays healthy. I don't care what you say. You just a Cowboys <laughs> fan and you mad. Yeah, facts. Listen, I'm sorry. Fucking facts, and I don't give a fuck. Fuck the Eagles. <laughs> I'm sorry for the Lions not taking Carter, making y'all lives a lot harder. Yeah, oh, <laughs> we're still gonna be top five defense. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah, I think so. Listen, the Cowboys, you know, I said, this, yeah, like, the behind Cowboys the Eagles. Are, Cowboys are a good team, and I fucking hate seeing that. They're a solid team. No, they are. They just can't do shit in the fucking postseason. When the time, uh, when the money gets put to the table, the pressure, y'all the pressure, fold bro. every it's time, pressure. bro. Dak yeah. Prescott, that's y'all issue. Dak well, when it's Dak versus Jalen, I'm taking Jalen. Exactly. Oh, me every too. Time. Me too. <laughs> the fuck? Despite it. Like, <laughs> you telling me, yo, if you want to trade Dak for Jalen? I'm like, hell yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> funny, I'm a Dak fan for sure. Yeah, yeah. Dak fan. I support him, but. Yeah, he's still dude, getting too Jaylen's much Jalen's nasty. Yeah, Jalen's so, yeah. tough. <laughs> All right, my boys, let these people yes, know sir. where they can follow you and uh, view your stuff, man. 
you already know, every time I get on here, man, follow me on all social media platforms at Boss. If you want to talk really to what that says? Yeah, that's what I, I got my shit started on me when I was little. I had no idea. Yeah, that's why I can't change it. That's literally all my social media. Wants to make money. Well, yeah, anyway, it's on you. No, if you change, if you change it, he's gonna cover up the tie. Yeah, exactly. Oh, it, it actually used to be Moss the Big Black Boss, but I dropped the black. I felt it was unnecessary. Yeah, so, very but, unnecessary. But, yeah, facts. So. But, um, we yeah, all know you're white. Also, Come on. Exactly. Follow me on all <laughs> social media platforms. Um, if you want to support with anything, at Sports Vibes Podcast, man, YouTube, yes, Twitter, sir. Instagram, all of that good stuff, man. Again, thank you so much for having me, G-Money. It's always a pleasure, my boy. Always, always. <laughs> Nick, where you at? Nick J. Wilk TV on Instagram. Nick J. Wilk on Twitter. You can also follow my podcast, the On Guard podcast. On, on Guard! On <laughs> Guard! <laughs> and then OG podcast on Instagram. Check me and my boy Titus Cleveland out. We'll be on there. Sorry, I'm, I'm still trying to get on that. Yeah, man. Titus was sick this weekend. We was trying to ah. get George on for the yeah, heat. Yeah, yeah, I want, yeah. I want to get his perspective, but I pulled up here instead. It's all good. It's all good. It's all good. It's all good. It's all guys, good. We had our our conversation. Yeah, yes. guys. You know where you can follow me on Twitter at George Mike Perez, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube at G Mike Media underscore. The podcast itself, the audio version, is available on all podcast platforms. On YouTube and now on Rumble as well. Ooh, Rumble. Yeah, Rumble. Why? Rumble. I gotta use Rumble. Rumble's a shit. Rumble's a shit. Yeah. So we're trying That's to hop on Rumble. that too. Yeah. We're trying yeah. to hop on that too. Yeah, yeah. It's it's same thing as YouTube. Rumble. Just yeah. they don't it's they don't wave. censor. They don't censor. Yeah. Yeah. It's a wave. Bye, right, my boys. Thank you again. Right, and you so already know that I'm gonna have you hey, back on, man. Go, hey, you nigga, you know the group chat going the fuck up tonight, nigga. When yes, the game get on, so you're in your seven, baby. Heat in seven. George, I'm gonna be coming with the energy like I'm you, boy. I'm really a Heat fan. I'm a Heat fan in these playoffs for real. Ah. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> my boy. You feel me? Anyways, love, man. Appreciate yes, sir. Yes, sir. You already know. Y'all be easy.